And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Hey there, this is Ralph Garman, and you are listening to the World of Mythbits. You made an excellent choice. The World of Mythbits. Hey everybody, and welcome to the World of Mythbits. I am your host, Stephanie Barty, and this is episode 80. 80-8-0. Can you believe that? 80. I have done 80 of these. Holy moly. Okay. I hope your week has been good. I hope everybody enjoyed the magazine review from last week. Thank you for all the wonderful emails and private messages and comments on our Facebook page. You guys are amazing and you guys are the reason why I do the review because you guys appreciate it so much. I love doing it. I have a whole lot of fun doing it, but the fact that you guys get such a kick out of it and enjoy it so much um, is what drives me every month to do the review. So, um, it's an exciting week this week. It is. I've had a lot going on. Um, so we're going to get right into housekeeping because I'm excited. Open contract challenge closed for pitches on April 30th. And it is now May 4th. Yes, I will comment on that in a minute. Um, and we have our 10 contestants for the open contract challenge. Now, for those of you that followed along last year and were in the contest last year or listened to me yap about the contest last year, you will remember that I released two names every week for five weeks until all 10 contestants were announced. That is how we are going to do it again this year because that is how we do things around here. <laughs> we, drag them, we drag them out, agonizing, egg, egg, you know what I mean? Drag them out. Make it painful. <laughs> so, I have two contestants to tell you this week. Two. Out of all of the this pitches that we got, let me tell you one thing. Um, I was not a judge, but I do know from the judges that it was incredibly hard to take the mass amount of pitches that we got and whittle it down to just 10. There were some incredible pitches this year. Uh, so there were incredible pitches last year as well, but the numbers doubled this year. So, yay! <laughs> Here too! Woo-hoo. So, yeah, um, it was an incredibly hard decision that the judges had to make, and I am very, very, very thankful I was not one of them that had to make that, that decision. Jamie, sometimes it pays to know people. <laughs> anyway. So, I have two names, and I've only been into the podcast for three and a half minutes, so I'm going to wait. going to wait a little bit. I'm going to drag it out just a tad. Now, this contest, we started it last year, and being the first year, a lot of people were skeptical and... Um, any contest in its first year, especially when you're giving away what we're giving away. Um, people are going to question it. They're going to wonder. They're going to go, okay, you know, let's see what happens. If it happens again next year, maybe I'll enter, you know. Well, guess what, folks? It happened again this year. Here we are, year two. We had a successful contest last year. We have a winner and... They came out to California for PCE. They have books. They have a contract. You name it. Well, it was in the contest. They got it. 
So we are back at it again this year. And we closed for pitches on April 30th at midnight, California time. I say California time because I don't know Eastern Standard Time from Mountain Pacific or whatever. I just know that there's my time and then there's Dave's time. And my time is Ontario time in Canada. And then Dave's time is three hours behind me. So, <laughs> so I say California time. So wherever you are, find out what time it is in California and go from there. So anyway, um, we closed on the 30th and then the judges have had four days. They were, the pitches were divvied up and then they were sent out and they were sent just the pitch. They didn't know who the pitch was from. They didn't know if it was a male or a female. They didn't know if it, they knew nothing. They didn't know if it was an older person or a younger person, nothing, just the pitch. They got just the pitch. And then they had to choose from the pitches that they got, who they felt should go on out of their group of pitches, who should go on. That's how it worked. I'm going to give you the first contestant in 2020's Open Contract Challenge. Our first contestant is Gabriella Balcom. Yay! Congratulations, Gabriella. So, um, if she will be contacted by Dave, probably, to let her know that she is moving on to the next round. Congratulations. Way to go. Woohoo. I'm excited to see what, what's, what's coming next. So, yay. Okay, so that's the first contestant. And I will, like I did last year, I will announce the second contestant a little later on in the podcast. Just so I make sure y'all stick around. That's, I'm holding y'all for ransom. <laughs> I'm holding that, holding that second contestant for ransom, making sure you stick around and listen to me. So, it's been a good week for me. Um, I'm doing a lot of reorganizing and purging and cleaning because it's springtime. I looked at my tree. I have a tree outside of my living room window, right beside my couch. And uh, it's just a little sapling because we cut it back every year so it doesn't get very big. And I looked at it the other day. I st- we still had the plastic on the windows because it was still cold. And I couldn't see any buds. I couldn't see any semblance of the possibility of life in the tree. Took the plastic off the window on Saturday. Friday? Friday? Might have been Friday. Yeah, on Friday. And still, I mean, there were little nubbies on the ends of the branches, but not buds, nubbies. That was on Friday. Saturday, when I looked at my tree, because I sit on my couch in the morning and drink my coffee, and my tree is to the left of me, out my window, and I can see, and I can see the sky, and unfortunately, I can see my tree-killing neighbors, but, you know, from where I'm sitting, I can keep an eye on them, make sure they don't sneak down in between the, our two between their garage and my house, into my backyard. That's when things get ugly. Anyway. And it looked, Saturday, it looked like buds. Like They looked buds. They were big. And they looked like um, Kermit the Frog with his mouth closed and all pinched up. That's what it looked like. It looked like a sock puppet. That's the best way I can describe it. It looked like a sock puppet. And then Sunday morning, um, when I went, I was sitting there having coffee and I looked and it looked like an alien because the bud had opened at the end. So all the leaves were kind of splayed out like this little alien sucker thing. (laughs) 
And when I came up to bed tonight, just before, well, just before the sun went down, I looked at my tree again and all the leaves had come out. So I'm thinking by tomorrow, the leaves will be out, out and spread. And uh, yeah, my tree is alive and spring has sprung. Um, I do want to say a happy May Day to everybody who celebrates the 1st of May. Um, I know a lot of people that do, and I am one of them. Um, We usually gather in groups, and this year, obviously, for obvious reasons, we could not. Um, So everybody kind of did their own little thing, and... uh, there was a lot of, of Facebook video chats and Zoom chats and things like that. So Zoom, or the 1st of May is, a lot of people say it's like the 1st of spring, but it's not. It is, it is spring. It's the start of spring. Um, and... And it's a very special time for me and for a lot of people who follow my path. Uh, so, yeah. Blessed May. First of May. Yay! <laughs> Warm weather. Finally. Oh, It's the first of May and we still have heaters on at night because it gets chilly at night. And uh, I don't have them on tonight because I, even though it's, it's cool, I mean, it's not warm by any stretch of the imagination. It's cool. Um, it's 45 degrees outside, which is in Canadian 11. So it's double or seven. Sorry. It's seven. So it's not quite double digits at night. So we do have the heaters on. Um, I don't tonight because I have my bedroom window open and I can't justify heating the downstairs when it's going to come upstairs and go right out the window. I look, I see dollar bills with wings going out the window. So, yeah. So yeah, I've been doing a lot of spring cleaning, um, dusting. (laughs) It's amazing. The things that you, you don't dust on a regular, um, and, and you dust them and you're like, wow, okay, I didn't realize it was that color. And I did a major clean of my kitchen, my counters, and I live with pack rats. My husband likes to have everything right where he can see it and he can grab it and it's convenient. I like things put away. So it's a constant battle between him and I. Drives me insane. And one of my pack rats has actually moved out. (laughs) My daughter just moved out the other day. She is living, moved. She's wanted to move out since she was 13. And not because we're, you know, it's a bad place to live. She's always wanted to be independent. She's always wanted to have her own place and be an adult and, you know, her own little kitchen and her own little, yeah, since she was 13. So she's been working towards this and she just moved in on Saturday, Sunday, Sunday, no, Saturday, Saturday. She moved some of her stuff. She came, I went and picked her up. And she came and got some of her clothes and because she moved in with one of her good friends and her good friend's boyfriend. So the three of them now, with their combined incomes, are looking for a bigger apartment or a house to rent. So she can't take any of her furniture or stuff like that yet, but she can take her cats. I know. I'm excited. Can you hear it? I'm like beyond thrilled. Two of the cats have left the premises. They're gone. They are not coming back. They are with her. And unless she comes back, they're not coming back. 
And then once they're used to the place, which apparently they're doing grand, she's going to come get the other two. And then we'll be down to just two. Yes, we have come to the sad conclusion that our Mr. Morgan, our old man, is no longer with us. Um, We haven't seen him since... Well, I haven't seen him since um, the beginning of January when I left to go to Florida. The last time my husband and my daughter saw him, he was home, was mid to end of February. And he's he has been an outside cat his entire life. Even in the winter, he likes to be outside. We try and keep him in, especially when it's really cold. And the minute you open that door, it's like this, for a 15-year-old cat, he could move. He's like a black streak. Phew, gone. And uh, there's no point in trying to go outside and chase him. Because he won't come. Been an outside cat his entire life. So, um, yeah, so they, he, I mean, and he's disappeared for months at a time before. He's gone on a walkabout. Uh, usually when it's warmer, like he disappeared one year, um, I think around May, April, May, and was gone the entire summer. And that was the first time we'd written him off. Nope, that's it. Something bigger than he did. Got him. And he's not coming home. And then September rolled around and he trotted up to the back door. Mirror, mirror, mirror. All fat and happy. (laughs) It's like, holy crap. Okay. Hello. So we learned that he had to be gone a while before we said, okay, he's not coming home. And it is now May, and we haven't seen hide nor hair of him. And he was very, very old. He was 15, which is A, old for any cat, and B, very old for an outside cat. And even being an outside cat, he was still very lovable. He loved the snuggles. He loved the hugs. He would crawl up in your lap and he would do the little needy thing and he'd purr and he'd meow and he'd rub against you. And But he wanted to be outside. He would come home and he would eat. He would sleep. And as soon as the sun would start to go down, he was gone. Out that door. See ya. Uh, bye-bye. And I mean, he would lie in the backyard in the sun. Um, we had a, a chipmunk agreement because I think chipmunks are adorable. I love chipmunks. I hate squirrels, love chipmunks. And so did Morgan. Morgan had a fondness for chipmunks. Like I have a fondness for sour cream and onion potato chips. And I caught him one day with a chipmunk. And he was just kind of playing with it at first. And I yelled at him, leave the chipmunk alone. I should have just been quiet and let nature do be nature. But I yelled at him and he looked at me and he snapped the chipmunk's neck, killed the chipmunk and then left it there and walked away. I had to bury that poor little chipmunk in the funeral garden because Morgan didn't clean up his mess, just left it. So the next time I saw him with a chipmunk, I didn't say nothing. Quiet. As a mouse. I just turned my back and went, nope, I can't watch this. I don't want to know. And Morgan knew I had seen him because he was looking at me. He was testing me. He knew I had seen him. And I just, I went back in the house and went, nope, I can't watch, but I'm not going to disturb him because I can't bury another chipmunk in my funeral garden, in my dead animal garden. I can't. So a couple hours later, maybe about an hour later, I go back outside and Morgan's now lying on the deck and he's licking his paws and he's looking all happy with himself. So I take a walk out to where he was with Chipmunk. There is not even a drop of blood on a blade of grass. There's nothing. 
you would never know the horror that had just happened in that spot. He cleaned up everything. I don't know if he took off what he didn't eat and went and buried it. I don't know what he did. But there was not nothing. There was no evidence anywhere. And I turned around and started walking back to the deck. And he just kind of looked up at me and went, meh. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> I pretty much got the impression. He was telling me, I'll leave him alone. He will clean up his mess and I won't need to know. And from that day on, I never did see him with another chipmunk. I know he got chipmunks because you could hear him yelling. <laughs> there was one day only. It was about two years ago. And Morgan was now about 14 and I'd lost a little bit of his vim and vigor. And the chipmunks have this network throughout our backyard and they have little holes here and there and they pop up like whack-a-mole. <laughs> they have all these escape routes and, you know, you'll see them go down one hole and then the other side of the yard, they'll pop up. Well, Morgan was stationed in front of one of these holes. And every time, every time the chipmunk would pop his head up, Morgan would smack him on the top of the head like whack-a-mole. It was the funniest thing I had ever seen. And he was he was too old and too disinterested to chase the chipmunk. He was just going to station himself at that hole in the hopes that he would catch one as it came up. <laughs> just bopping him on the head. <laughs> it was so funny. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. He had a really, really good life for a cat. He lived a cat's life. He chased chipmunks. He ate chipmunks. He corralled raccoons up the big maple tree in my front yard. <laughs> Um, he knew all the neighborhood cats and when somebody new moved into the neighborhood, if they had a cat, Morgan would go and introduce himself to the people. I mean, my neighbors, my next door neighbors, when they moved in, I, I've always, the house has sold and, and been numerous times over the 20 years that we've lived here. And I always have to tell them, if you see this as the years went on, decrepit looking black cat. And as he got older, black and gray cat <laughs> walking along with a little bald patch on the left side of his neck. His name is Morgan. He's mine. He's harmless. He will make sure you have no mice or chipmunks, for that matter. Um, he gets along with everybody. He just kind of wanders on through. And they're, oh, yeah, we've seen him. We've met him. Okay. He came to the window and met their inside cats. But he has to meet all the cats in the neighborhood. Because when he was about eight or nine years old, he took it upon himself to be neighborhood watch. Now, if the cat lived on the street, the cat could stay. He would chase all of the other cats, the stray cats that would wander in or, you know, outside cats like he was, that would wander in from other streets. He would keep them out. So the only cats on our street were the cats that lived here. And they'd all be lying out in the sidewalks and in the middle of the road. And Morgan would be walking around like, you know, he's the dawn of the neighborhood. <laughs> Little mafia cat. Do, 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 do. <laughs> and all the neighbors give him treats. But, uh, yeah, he, he uh, had a couple of close calls. Um... He came home one time and he had this huge, I think I've told you this story, this huge gash on his neck. And the vet wanted over three grand for surgery and skin grafting. And we don't have that kind of money. I don't have three grand for me for that kind of stuff. I don't have three grand for my cat. Um, and no, we don't have pet insurance, pet health insurance. So, um, Phil jumped online and did some research and came up with 
a an effective antibacterial and antibiotic because I mean it smelled like rotting meat when he came home. It was bad, really bad, and he had been gone for a couple of weeks because we live right beside um, Little Lake Park, and it's all trees and wildlife and a big lake and. Yeah, he likes to go and explore down there. You hear the wolves come through and the coyotes come through. Well, you don't hear the wolves and the coyotes. The coyotes have kind of been weeded out over the years. In the last few years, it's more the wolves. And you hear them more in the spring. And you hear the pups. And then in the fall, you hear them moving off to go to their winter hunting grounds. But yeah, they all come through there. And I mean, I get a plethora of wildlife in my backyard. So, um, Morgan likes to go and play down there. And we're pretty sure he got into something that he couldn't quite handle. Although, looking at him and he survived, I would hate to see what the other guy looked like. Anyway, so my hubby jumped online, found a spray that we could make to spray on it. And, I mean, he was such a patient cat, too. I mean, he would let me, I sprayed the bandages and put them on the wound. I mean, the wound was a good four inches long and about an inch wide. And it was just it nasty, nasty. Wouldn't keep the bandages on his neck. I even tried putting like the bandages on and then cutting a sock and making like a little collar for him. And he whipped that right off. So anyway, we made this antiseptic antibacterial spray and sprayed it on and within minutes the rotting meat smell was gone it was great and then um, by the next day you could see it starting to dry up and the infection starting to recede and within a week it had the infection was gone um, it was healthy skin the wound had started to close And Morgan stuck around the house and he still went outside. Every time we opened the door, he was gone out into the yard, but he would just, he would stay on the deck and he would stay. He knew he was wounded. He knew he was, was hurting. And, um, yeah, it took about a week and a half for the wound to close completely, but it closed right up. He had a little bit of a bald spot (laughs) where the wound was because the hair never quite grew back. But, uh, yeah. And uh, we were rather amazed. Now, over the years after that, um, that seemed to be a weaker spot for him. He would come home and there would be another gash there, like a little one. And we would do the same thing, use the same treatment, and it would heal up. But, uh, yeah. So, yeah, we think he has joined his brothers. He was the last of the brothers. Um, the first litter was Curious and Sweetie Pie. And then the second litter was Morgan, Nimway, and Binks. And Morgan was the last of Toby, their mom's two litters. She's gone. And now all of them are gone. Um, Curious would have been 18 or 19 now. Yeah. Yeah. He would have been 18. And Morgan was 15. Nimue died when he was 12. Um, Curious died when he was 11. Um, Sweetie Pie, we rehomed him. And he escaped from the person that took him. So we don't know what happened to him. And Nimue died when he was nine. Um, he met a unfortunate end with a snowplow. So, yep, only one of them is buried in our backyard, in our memorial funeral garden. And that's curious. He came home. Um, and, I mean, all the research says that when a cat is ready to, to die, they especially a wild cat or an outdoor cat, they go off and they do that. And we think that's what Morgan has done. He's gone off and found himself a spot. So we will add a stone 
to the garden in memory of him. But, uh, yeah. We love him and we will miss him. He was a good cat. Okay, so we are 30 minutes in now. And uh, I'm going to tell you the second contestant in the Jasomon Dark Myth Open Contract Challenge 2020. The next contestant is <laughs> Vincent May. Congratulations, Vincent. You are the next contestant. So that is our first two contestants, Pavla Chandler and Vincent May. Congratulations to both of you. You are moving on to the next round. And your pictures will go up on the website in the contestant slot. And next week, I will announce two more. So don't forget to tune in. If you've entered the contest, you're going to want to tune in to find out if your name is is thrown out there. Oh, my goodness. I'm able to shake this. I have a really congested cough. And uh, I have a little couple little um, health things going on right now. I've um, contracted pneumonia, which has not helped my heart condition and put me into mild congestive heart failure. The phlegmy congested barky bark bark that I've got going on. Um, lying down absolutely sucks because you lie down, all the fluid, like you take a, bo- take a water bottle, you stand it up, and the top half of the water bottle is empty. And it's good. Bottom half of the water bottle's got water in it. Yeah, not so good. Lay that water bottle on its side. What happens to the water? It spreads out. So the top of the water bottle's got fluid and the bottom of the water bottle's got fluid. Well, that's what happens to me when I lie down. <laughs> and I spend most of the night coughing. So I'm trying to learn how to sleep sitting up. It's not working. And it's allergy season, so I am a snot face to begin with. Yeah, spring. Allergy season. (laughs) Yay! (sighs) And I'm dusting and just creating a whole lot of irritants for my lungs and my sinuses. So, yeah. Yay. Fun. Um, something else that I've discovered. Like I said, I've been taking... I was supposed to be taking a step back from social media. And I, I took a step back from Facebook. I'm not on Facebook as much. Because it's just... Too negative for me right now. And... Um, my nephews had been bugging me for a while to download TikTok. And I had, and I didn't really paid much attention to it and then they lost their TikTok privileges they're not on TikTok anymore and I went out to California and I met this little girl and she talked me into TikTok thanks Zoe (laughs) and now I have 130 followers and I've had three of my videos go viral which is really freaky um, the day I ended up on the For You page, on my daughter's For You page, she's like, all excited. oh my God, Mom, you made the For You page. I'm like, what is the For You page? It's a lot of fun. Um, and like any app, there's controversy over there and there's, but I mean, you can just go swipe. <laughs> you don't have to scroll, you just swipe, it's gone. Disappeared. You don't have to listen to it. You don't have to see it repeatedly. On numerous other people's stuff. Yeah. It's funny. There are a lot of really talented, really funny people over there. The videos, some of the videos just kill me. (laughs) Very creative people over there as well. Some of the cosplayers are just amazing. So I am thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying myself. Over on TikTok. Um, I've done videos. And 
having a grand time. And like my last video said, am I pretty enough to get TikTok famous? No. Am I funny enough to get TikTok famous? No. Am I annoying enough to keep trying? Oh, hell yes. <laughs> because it's fun. I enjoy it. I'm having a good time. I get 60 seconds to be me. And there's actually people out there that enjoy me. 130 of them, actually. So, I can give a profound message. I can be goofy. I can lip sync to something. Um, I can chat about my day. Whatever I want to do. I can talk about the ill-fated soda stream experiment. <laughs> Ask Dave about that one. Even my husband thought that was absolutely hilarious. So did the people on t my followers and strangers on TikTok. Because that's one of the videos that went viral. Okay, let me explain the, the ill-fated soda stream experiment. If you are Canadian, you will know what a soda stream is. If you're not, Google it. I have a soda stream. I got it from my boss for Christmas three years ago. My boss was amazing. And what it does is it makes carbonated water. You put this canister in the back of it and you put a water bottle, you hook your water bottle up to it, you pump the little, push the little button on the top three times and it puts carbonation into your water. And you can buy syrups to flavor your water. Um, we actually found, because I really liked the bubbly pop, or soda, as you Americans like to say. I really liked the bubbly, or boobly, whatever you want to call it. And there's absolutely nothing in it. Everything from top to bottom is zero. Zero sodium, zero sugar, zero 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 so for me it was guilt-free pop i could get my carbonation fix i could get my sweet pop like soda like drink guilt-free because it was basically like having a glass of water well it was having a glass of water and for a while there, I was thinking that it, it, basically, it was just carbonated water and they scented the can to make you think that you're drinking blackberry flavored. Until we found the syrups that are zero. Absolutely nothing in them. Nothing. Zero. Yay! <laughs> so now I can have raspberry carbonated water or orange carbonated water or lemon drops. I like the raspberry. Haven't tried the lemon drops yet. Or the orange. So anyway, I was showing Dave because he didn't know what a soda stream was. So I thought, okay, I'm going to, I am TikTok savvy. I can do a 20 second video for Dave on Facebook chat. So I sent him a series of 20 second videos. And I struggle with the soda stream. An issue with it the other day. And my husband had to rescue me. <laughs> I should have learned from that experience that I am soda stream inept, but I didn't. So anyway, hooked the bottle up and had the camera going and did the little pump, 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 and it blew up. You know, like when you shake a carbonated bottle of something and it sprays everywhere. Yeah, it did that. It did that. Apparently... According to the people on TikTok that felt the need to comment, um, you're supposed to put the syrup in after you put the carbonation in, which I don't think that is what they said in the directions. But anyway, that's besides the point. So I did a do-over tonight and um, I did spill water, but that's when I was pouring the water into the bottle because I decided to use filtered water this time. Um, and it didn't make the big 
carbonated bubbles like it did the last time when it exploded everywhere on me. But it was carbonated. And I'd put the syrup in after and chuck it. Because I don't understand how you're supposed to mix the syrup in with it without shaking it. You stir it. It's like when you are sick and you stir ginger ale to make flat ginger ale to settle your stomach. Why would I do that? Would it defeat the purpose of putting the bubbles in the water. I want bubble water. So anyway, it worked. I didn't spill it everywhere. It didn't explode on me. But TikTok seemed to love the fact that it did. So, yeah, I'm so just stream inept. I cannot make bubbly water without making a mess. Because the SodaStream experiment to show Dave what it was ended up in me having to get the spray bottle of cleaner out and clean the counter and the front of the cupboard and the floor (laughs) and my feet, (laughs) my hands and the counter and the toaster (laughs) and the coffee pot and the SodaStream itself (laughs) and the wall. Yeah, it turned into a whole lot more work than originally anticipated. So, yeah. So, TikTok and SodaStream, good combination. Well, I hope you guys are all having a good time. According to um, various news sources, as of today, Monday... Some of our provinces, um, I do believe, now correct me if I'm wrong, because I know you will. I know you will. I do believe Quebec Quebec is opening entirely. Everything is going back to normal. Everybody's going back to school and all the stores are opening and all the restaurants are opening, but that's Quebec. (laughs) Quebec is like that annoying relative that shows up at the barbecue that thinks they're better than everybody else and they don't need anybody else until they do. And then they feel they're entitled to your help and you have to help them. And they'll drink just a little too much and get really annoying. Yeah, that's Quebec. Anyway. I'm not sure if all the provinces are doing this. I know Ontario is taking a conservative approach to um, what they are lifting as far as restrictions and self-isolating. We are flattening the curve, but if you jump into this too quickly, that first curve is going to go right back up and it's going to make the second wave even worse. I think now this is a conspiracy theorist's view. (laughs) I put my conspiracy theorist hat on for a minute. One of the the thoughts that ran through my mind with all all of a sudden, you know, I mean, we're still getting cases in the thousands. And all of a sudden, let's open everything up. Let's open the, the parks and the schools and, and the, the restaurants and the shopping centers. And let's let people go back to work. Is that they're trying to rush that second wave. They're trying to force that second wave to happen so that we can have that second wave, deal with that second wave, move past that second wave and enjoy the rest of the summer. Have some sort of normalcy and life while there's good weather. I don't know. It was just a thought that ran through my head. So anyway, um, I think Alberta is opening their stuff. I think the province of Alberta is lifting restrictions. I know Ontario's lifting some restrictions. Our premier, which runs the province kind of like your, um, I don't know what you guys have that run the state. I don't know what it's called. I can't think of it off the top of my head. Anyway, every province has a premier and then there's the prime minister of the entire country, like your president. So our premier, Doug Ford, 
has decided that our premier, our prime minister, is being a little too free and loose with the lifting of the restrictions, and he's going. Ontario's not going to go quite there yet. So, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, I'm still going to stick to the the, the isolation, the social distancing. Um, I don't have a choice. My health will not let me get all excited and jump in my car and take off and go and do things because I can't risk being caught up in that second wave. Thanks. Just the same. I really do want to get out of isolation. I really do want to get out, out of social distancing. I want to go see my friends. I want to go see my family. I want to do things. I want to see people that I'm related to other than, you know, the one I married. I want to see other faces. I love the face that I married. I mean, obviously I married him, but I'm over it now. <laughs> I'm done. I want to see a new face. I want to, I want to see a new place. I want to go away from here for a while and, and see other places and do other things and hug people. Anyway, I'm, I'm done whining. Because being locked in the house and, and and not being able to have normal conversations with people and just normal everyday interactions, um, I'm an overthinker. So even just a generic off-the-cuff comment... I will overanalyze it. I will chew on that and chew on that and chew on that. And then like a piece of gum, I'll take it out and I'll stick it in my hair. And I'll leave it for a while. And then I'll take it and I'll chew on it again. And I will analyze it to death. And go down just about every scenario I can think of. There was a comment made earlier this evening to me. And... I know the implication that my brain took it to from overanalyzing it was not <laughs> the implication that was probably intended when the comment was said, but I'm an overthinker. I'm an overanalyzer and being stuck in my own head for such a long period of time is not good for me because I'm creating things that aren't, I mean, I'm not, I'm not creating things that aren't there, but I'm making, what is it? My mom used to say, I'm making mountains out of molehills. So I need this to end. So people, please stick to the rules. Okay, please. I'm going to go over and I want to beat my neighbors with a clue by four. Because they're not, they don't care. They're all over 65, which boggles my mind. And he's over there and he's got like 15 people over for a dinner party in his garage. Because he never lets anybody in the house unless it's the winter time. And then very rarely, they never have company in the winter. Because he doesn't let people in the house. I don't know why. I've never been in his house. And apparently, none of his friends have been in his house either. But him and his wife host dinner parties in their garage. And it's not a fancy garage. It's not one of these made up, nice looking, could be a, a mother-in-law suite type garage. No, he parks his van in it in the wintertime. It's a garage. <laughs> in the summer, he's got plastic lawn chairs and wooden chairs and a card table. <laughs> he has dinner parties in there with all his buddies. I don't know. I don't get it. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> okay, I'm going to sign off because, yeah, it's been almost an hour. So, Gabriella Balcom and Vincent May, congratulations. You are the first two contestants in the Open Contract Challenge 2020. And go check us out on 
Oh, you're going to want a web address. All right. Okay. See, I thought I was all ready to go and I'm almost all ready to go. Go check us out at www.theworldofmyth.com. Check out the magazine. Um, There are three days left until we announce the winner of the member of the month. So go vote, go read, go do stuff. Okay. If you want to follow along and see the contestants as they pop up on the Open Contract Challenge website, you can go to opencontractchallenge.com and keep track of them there. Pavla and Vincent, your pictures will go up there within the next couple of days or so. And you can find us on Facebook at the World of Myth Magazine or the World of Myth Bits Podcast. That is me. You can also find me on Facebook at author Stephanie J. Barty. Uh, we are all on Twitter at the World of Myth Magazine and the World of Myth Bits Podcast. And me, Lupa B. I am on Instagram at Stephanie Barty Author. I am on TikTok at Lady Lou, L-U, who, W-H-O. So, I will chat with you all next week. I hope you guys have a good week. And that is it for me. See ya. The world of myth bits.